I love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong, where we're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. Hey, y'all. Happy Thursday. One of the best Thursdays of the year. And for so many reasons, because, I mean, come on, it's September. Let's start with that. It's Thursday. Uh-huh. And it's 9-19-19. So what's the significance of that? Okay. So for those of you who know, I am like mildly obsessed with numbers. I don't know where this thing came from, but I'm really, really fascinated by numbers. And so if you don't know about, as I say the word, um, palindromes, probably palindromes, people say it differently, but it's when something is the same way forward as it is backward. So example, nine, nine, 19, or no, that's not even the one, nine, 10, 19 at my anniversary, if you did 091019 and you did the same thing backwards, you would still get 091019. It has been like this since 910. So every day until today has been a palindrome. And I am just so fascinated because not only has it been that way, it has been nine days, y'all, nine days. And y'all know nine is my obsessed number. Good luck number, it is my life number. But it also brings me to the point that I found it so interesting that in this ninth month, over these nine days, while everything has been forward and backwards, it just reminds me of a cycle. It reminds me of moving forward and and going back and being in a constant movement, I guess is what I'm saying as well. And I was like, wow, how ironic too that the palindrome for this year over these nine days would start on my anniversary and end on today which is actually my grandfather's birthday he would have been 82 years old on today and you guys I can't even begin to tell you how significant of a role he played in my life so much that me becoming who I am has so much to do with who he was he used to always tell me constantly constantly go as far as you can do as much as you can do get as much education as you can get because one thing is true people can take your house they can take your car you can lose your clothes you know something can burn up in a fire but people can never take away what you know so he always instilled in me education even if college wasn't necessarily articulated as a thing to do he always told me to go as far as you can go and when I started to have a conversation about going to college and I started to think about going to school and what that meant for me, especially the first gen, I would always be reminded of his words, go as far as you can go. You can never have enough education, 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 education. So I am dedicating today this show 
919, the last palindrome of this month, of this nine day reign, which again is so cool to me, to my late grandfather, Joe Louis Blakeney Sr., who was my ace boon coon, that was my rider. He taught me how to drive. We used to be on a lawnmower together, go fishing together. He used to cook me breakfast. And then it's so funny because, um, you know, they say you tend to marry people who are like your parental figures, if not your parents. And so I would say not that I tried to try to do this, but it, it just happened, right? My grandfather is something or somebody I see when I see my husband sometimes. Just a good man, somebody who would go to the end of the earth for me and do anything to make me happy and spoils me. So shout out to even having had a father figure who was, I mean, my grandpa, like I was like his honorary, like, you know, kid grew up in his house, which some of y'all know as well. And it's just been really interesting to see what has come of my life. And, you know, <laughs> I'll tell y'all for like, I didn't even want to changed my last name when I had gotten married because of the significance of having my grandfather's name. And it wasn't about another man replacing him as much as it was an honor to carry his name. So if those of you who've noticed, I have two middle initials and that's because I refuse to let go of my last name. And to be honest, Bay wasn't going for no hyphen. So, you know, I tried it. But, you know, it's, it's an honor thing how I see it to even be a wife. So I gladly carry my husband's name, but I do, do, do love, you know, my maiden name, which is Blakeney. For those of you who also looked at him like, what is this? It's Evangeline Denise Blakeney Hudson. He got the full government, but it ain't hard to find, right? And then going back to that, so it started 9-10, this palindrome, and ended today. So I'm like, wow, you know, the two significant men in my life, my husband and my grandfather, what a way to even think about this, the role that they played in my life too. So just feeling all emotional, emotional, but for good reasons. So that's the small little lesson on numbers today, but that's not the point of the show. Today, we're doing a Q and A, and I'm really excited. I want to say definitely thank you to those of you who participate, who send in your questions and allow me to give you some kind of insight or feedback just about various things. So let's go ahead and get to the question for today, which comes from our friend, our family, Mel. So here it is. Hey, Dr. Eve, I want to start by saying that I really enjoy the show. Thanks, boo. I learned about it a few months ago, and I have really enjoyed the wisdom I've gotten from you and all of the guests. I'm reaching out to ask a question that I'd like answered on the podcast. I think this is really cool of you to do, too. Thanks, Mel. Like yourself, I'm a first-generation college graduate, and recently I started to think about entrepreneurship. I want to do it, but a lot scares me, and I feel like it's so much that I do not know. What advice would you give to someone like me who is considering being an entrepreneur? Thank you again for the show and always keeping it so real. Mel. Mel. Hey, girl. Okay. I see you out there thinking about entrepreneurship. First, let me tell you, even as a woman, I'm down for it because I think that entrepreneurship gives women especially this sense of self that I I can't really even put into words. I think that it is so empowering to be a business owner and a woman. Because, you know, we as women, we can do all things, right? So, I mean, I'm cool with that. But uh, that's not to be biased. Okay, guys, not to say that y'all can't. But, you know, traditionally, and I'm going to talk about traditions every now and then, women have been placed in these situations where, okay, you're in the house, you are the mother, maybe you're a CEO, maybe you're making your own headway in your companies. But there's something to me since I've been an entrepreneur that I just find special about a woman who's an entrepreneur because it's still, and it as an entrepreneurship is a field that 
I say a field because I mean entrepreneurship is a category in itself. There are many entrepreneurs in different industries, but it's still this 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 world that you gotta understand. But for it to be so kick ass at times, to be able to find your way through it, especially as a woman, someone who the door has traditionally been shut on as again as a woman, as a minority, you know, fighting your way through rather through some of the as people like to say it, the cattiness or the pettiness of being women and we can't work together. Uh no, we really can. And I know many of my biggest supporters have been women, women of color even. So anyway, saying all to say, I'm commending you for even having the thought, the courage and the desire to go for something that's greater. I think that's really cool. So if I had any advice to give to you, it would be a few things. So first, I would say, figure out if you have a problem to solve. Every business solves a problem in some way, shape, form or fashion. And I remember when I first started, I was thinking, solve a problem? What do you mean solve a problem? It seems kind of weird. Like, so, I mean, I just have this thing that people should like, right? But the thing is that in business, the reason that there are products or services are because people have needs. The reason that we buy shirts is because we want it to be clothed. The reason why people buy name brand shirts is because maybe they want the status or the quality. It's a need. Or the reason why people shop at Walmart versus Target is because oftentimes the price points are different. Actually, I don't find them to be too much different, but it's also the, the need. What kind of group of people are you targeting, but what problem are you going to solve? Uh, again, another example is Say for me as a speaker, people see me as a speaker and think, oh, you're just having fun. You're giving people a little pep talk. But no, the problem I'm solving oftentimes when I'm in a speaker situation, especially with college students, is being able to help institutions with retention, with graduation rates, and even with being able to build community so that students can thrive. So even as a speaker, there's a bigger motivation for what I'm doing outside of just giving the happy talk. So figure out if you have a problem to solve because in your thoughts, you may find that, hey, maybe this really isn't a problem or maybe this is a problem for a different group, which also thinking about a problem to solve, I would say think a lot about who you want to serve because who you want to serve will definitely determine if you even have a problem for them to solve. So again, being first gen, even having this podcast, one of the problems that I solved through podcasting is building community for first generation college students and graduates because it's not something until recently that's been much talked about. And so we've kind of live and work and evolve in these silos and realizing what would happen if we as first gen people, regardless of gender and color and background, could come together and support each other and be a part of this something greater. What could we do? So again, building community, empowerment, because first gens have survived and, you know, experienced so much adversity. So being able to help other first gens navigate their own adversity is helping to solve a problem. So again, figure out if you have a problem to solve. Number two, figure out how you see yourself as an entrepreneur. This may seem kind of weird. Again, I'm using weird today for the lack of better words, but here's why I say figure out how you see yourself as an entrepreneur. You may not want to be full on entrepreneur. You may just want to have a side hustle and that does not make you any less of an entrepreneur than what I am because you know how much work 
and energy and time and resources you have to put into anything that you do. Same thing goes if you were out volunteering or going back to school, you know what the end goal is. So if the end goal is to be a full-time entrepreneur, is that being someone who works with other businesses or being somebody who provides services to people? Is it somebody or you being somebody that has a really large team of individuals and a company and a building? Or is it you really kind of doing your solopreneur thing where it's just you and you outsource? I tend to err on the side of being a solopreneur and it comes with many benefits and many drawbacks. And I say that to say, when I thought of myself as an entrepreneur, I saw myself as a speaker, someone who had lots of freedom, lots of autonomy, lots of ability to move around and to do things in different spaces. Never saw myself stationary, never saw myself being in a building or even having a massive team, although I knew that I would want to have help. And over time, I've evolved to be able to bring people into my space to help me with projects and do things, although it's still just me, not as just a sole proprietor, I'm actually a single member LLC. So officially a business and recognized by the government and I do all my taxes stuff and have business credit cards and accounts and everything set up. But definitely working with me with a team of amazing people, a designer, a coach, a podcast manager who helped me to continue to thrive and do things. And I'm constantly looking for additional help. So again, figure out how you see yourself as an entrepreneur. If it's something you want to do all day, every day around the clock, or something that you just really enjoy doing on the side and making a little money here or there, that will really help you get some kind of sense of the kind of commitment that you're going to make to this project and how bothered you are going to be by some of the stresses that come with entrepreneurship. And that even saying, you know, you lose a couple of dollars here and there for a project, but entrepreneurship is just a side hustle. It may not have the same impact on you as if you were working full time and lost a couple of thousand of dollars. So yeah, figure that part out. Number three, I would definitely say figure out, a lot of figuring out to do, right? Your financial situation and funding your project. So you thought about the problem, you're thinking about how you see yourself entrepreneur, but how are you gonna fund this thing? How is this going to work out for you? So if you've decided that full-on entrepreneurship is the route that you wanna take, where is your money going to come from? It may not be the same, actually it won't be the same being a full-time entrepreneur as it will be as building your your thing on the side while you're still working or at least bringing in some kind of funding. I mentioned that because something that I did was I saved up about six months. Fortunately, I had my husband's support, so he was still taking care of us and you know everybody doesn't have that situation. So even if you have a, a parent or a friend that maybe you want to move in with and split bills to cut your costs, again, figure out what your financial situation looks like that will either help or hurt you in being able to fund your project. Are you going to self-fund? Are you going to use credit cards? Are you going to take out loans? Are you going to try to find an investor? All of this will again go back to knowing the problem you're going to solve, who you're going to solve it for, and how you look at seeing yourself as an entrepreneur. Because again, when you start thinking about how you're funding any of your projects, if it's a side hustle, it may be that you can take out a certain percentage from your current check and put that money toward being able to do that, to be able to say, hey, I'm going to spend this much on business cards this month. I'm going to spend this much on a website this month. I'm going to spend this much on advertising this month if it's a side hustle for you. Now, if it's something that is definitely around the, the realm of full on, I need several thousands of dollars. Is that something that you're going to take the time to save over years? 
Or again, are you going to pitch, going to find grants, again, get loans through credit cards? What is it that you're going to do? So figure out where your financial situation, figure out your funding, figure out what makes you comfortable, what works for you. And then you can even say, hey, this is how I think I should go forward. Or this is where I'm at right now until I can learn X, Y, or Z. And it's totally nothing wrong with that. And the last thing I would tell you to do in figuring out things is figure out who can and or will be a business mentor for you. My gosh, I can't say that part enough. Figure out who can and or will be a business mentor for you. Having a business mentor is critical as an entrepreneur because one, you don't have all the resources Nobody ever does when they're starting a business. And even when they start businesses, there's still so much to learn. But it definitely helps to have someone in your corner who can give you some feedback, some advice, some perspective to help you see your strengths, identify things that may not be strengths, but help you find solutions for figuring out those things. I actually have two business coaches that I rely on heavily for a lot of feedback because they're different in what they do. One does more along the lines of speaking and the other does a lot more along the lines of entrepreneur development and podcasting even. So between the two, these individuals help me to figure out my own goals, my own missions and my own strategies for being able to do things. And granted, for me, I realized at some point that I'm like, yo, I got like two businesses wrapped up in one. And if it had not been for the amazing people that I have around me that are also just allies, I wouldn't have really thought very much about, I need to take these things, the podcasting and the speaking and split them into two. Just trying to do things on your own can get very frustrating. It can get very confusing sometimes. It can be discouraging at times. So having somebody who says to you or who can help you, again, navigate those moments, hey, you got this, or hey, when I was here, this is what I did. And I would also tell you to find a business mentor who is further along than you are. They don't have to be the furthest along, but somebody who can teach you something, who can help you in some capacity. And when I say to align yourself with an individual who has the mind or the frame of the industry that you're trying to go into, who may work with the people that you're trying to work with, who just may have any insight to give you to help build your business, definitely hold on to that person. But also don't forget to invest in that individual as well. So something that I really like about my business mentors is that as much as they're able to give me insight and provide me with some sense of things that are happening or going on, I'm also always looking to look out for them because I see our relationship is mutually beneficial and such that while they're helping me in what I'm doing, and really this the, the thing is that there's no secret sauce to becoming a millionaire overnight. Everything is a work in progress, which I understand. So even them keeping me on point or on beat with the rhythm of business growth. I'm in year three. If I'm not seeing the growth that I want to at a certain quarter or a certain point, maybe I have to pivot. Maybe I have to switch. Maybe I have to change something up. But a business mentor helps to give me that extra set of eyes and the extra ears to be able to navigate some of those things. So those are the few things that I'd like to share with you just to get you started and thinking about, you know, entrepreneurship. And we could talk forever and ever and ever about it. I love talking about entrepreneurship. It's something I've become so fascinated with. But at least to get you started, because if I were in the situation that you were in, I mean, I was a couple of years ago, 
these are things that I would have wanted somebody to have said to me early on. And I think that it may have saved me. I don't think, I know it would have saved me some, some time and some bumps in the road. However, first generation, college graduate, figuring out everything in life and business was just one of those things. Admittedly, not knowing how to ask for help or who to ask for help were some of the challenges I had early on. So this question came at an ideal time and I'm really grateful for it. And I hope that, you know, by being able to answer it on the podcast that I've been able to help also those who are interested as well in becoming entrepreneurs. And, and if enough of you are actually interested, you know, hit me up and let me know if you'd even like to do some kind of course or some kind of group chat about entrepreneurship. I'm very open to it. That's one of the things that is a part of this platform is entrepreneurial development for first generation college students and graduates. And I'm just here to lift the community. So yeah, but that's all that I have for you today. Mel, again, thank you for your question. Um, wishing you well. I mean, nothing but the best in whatever it is that you're going to be doing going forward as a business owner. Trust me when I say it is one of the hardest things I've ever done and one of the best things I've ever done. It is so similar to marriage, such that you're committing yourself to something. You may not know how it's going to work out, but you believe in it and you love it and you're passionate about it and you're willing to stick with it no matter what. That's how I see it. So married to the business and married to my man. But uh, until the next time, good people, know that I love you. I'm here for you, supporting you. Don't forget to check out the show notes check those show notes out so you can further figure out how to get connected to things that's going on with the podcast and again if you're not on the mailing list which i'm going to say it a thousand times get on it get on it all right folks until the next time peace did you go mm, at any point during this session if so then go ahead and subscribe then uplift friends colleagues and students by sharing the show also don't miss out on exclusive insights that I only share via email by joining the first gen family at www.thepurposeprofessor.com forward slash family. I know I said a whole lot, so I'm going to drop a link in the show notes. Now, until the next time, don't forget to be resilient, authentic, and intentional in all that you do. And no matter what, keep pressing forward. <laughs>